Welcome back to the Seeds of Change podcast. I am your host, Mark A. Turnipseed, and I'm thrilled to be talking today about a topic that I'm super excited about because it's something very, very new for me. All right. So, so what I've been what I've been looking out at in my life has been how to reduce amounts of stress in certain areas of my life so that I can increase productivity and efficiency, how I can reduce stress so I can increase my satisfaction and fulfillment, how I can reduce stress so I can be more calm and so I can, can I, can I approach uh, relationships more fully? Can I, can I have a little bit less stress so that I can be more present so that I can, so that I can more fully commit myself and my talents and my gifts to whatever is in front of me, whatever I need to accomplish. May that be a relationship. May that be a task at hand. May that be going after my dreams, right? So how am I going to align myself in a way that I'm most able to get through and get into the things that I want to in life, right? Because life, life for me, it's, it's becoming more and more clear that life is more about this. It's this just, if I view it as a journey, right? If I view it as almost like this life is entertainment, this life is fun. This life is a place for me to go on a long adventure throughout an entire, throughout an entire lifetime. I really get to spend this whole entire life as an adventurer, as a, as a journeyman, right? Just going through life and just experiencing it. And it is, it is such a wonderful, wonderful thing when I, I get to view life that way, right? Even my work starts to become more of something enjoyable, right? It becomes something more enjoyable. So I, I, I've always heard like the art of work, right? But I, I kind of like the idea of it all being a journey, too, right? I do love the I do love the concept of it being art and passionate, but I really like the idea of a journey because that shows me that throughout time it's going to change, it's going to continue to undulate and it's going to have its ups and downs and it's going to be a lot of fun along the way. There's also going to be a whole bunch, a whole host of challenges. There's going to be fears, there's going to be uncertainties, there's going to be pains, and then there's going to be super Super high times, right? And there's going to be super restful times. But how can I best prepare myself? If it's a journey, what I need to do, I need to, I need to make sure that I'm prepared for the journey. And in order to do so, in order to do a journey safely, I have to make sure, I have to make sure that that I am centered, right? That I am grounded. I have to make sure that I'm not forwardly thinking and worrying and stressed. If I am, I'm not going to be attuned to the whole journey. I'm going to miss all the good things. I might miss all of the good things. How many people, how many people of you have been on a, a vacation? You've looked out and you're just like, man, I see these people on vacation. And they look like they're having a horrible time. And how many times has that been you? How many times have you been on your own vacation looking at yourself just be like, wow, I am having a horrible time. Why am I having such a horrible time? And how can, how can I fix this? Well, you can fix this by taking away and by looking at the different areas in your life that are, that are causing the unhappiness, you know, the dissatisfaction, what's causing the stress to keep something like a car ride 
some, something like a car ride. What's causing the stress to keep something like a beautiful car ride in the afternoon, going home from work, coming back home? What's keeping what's keeping that from being the journey of a fucking lifetime for you? Right? What's keeping what's keeping romance with your wife? or romance with your husband? What's keeping sex at night from being the greatest thing on the face of this planet that God's given you to experience? What's what's taking away from your dinner at night when dinner, sitting around the dinner table, is what you long for as for all day to sit at the dinner table with your your friends or your family and to commune and now you're in argument and strain and strife right so how how do we start enjoying this journey just a little bit more <laughs> is there is there a way to just enjoy this journey a little bit more guys i really think that there is i really think that there is a way to enjoy this journey a little bit more because i found out how to do it i found out how to do it because I I was graced with this understanding by a way of living by various different people that I started searching out and that I started like looking up to. And then I started reaching out to be my mentors and coaches. And these people have flooded me with their insight. And and all this motivation helps me. All this insight helps me. And then I continually to dive into research like Lately, I've been reading about Thomas Jefferson. I've been reading about Thomas Jefferson and how he structures his lives and how, how he sets up a system for every, every system in his life, every relationship, and, and how, he, how he has so many passions and how he, how he does create art out of life and architecture and, and, and how, he, how he relates to, to men and how he relates to women and how, how we're able, how, how can I harness some of his strengths and turn them into something that I can use, that I can benefit, that I can benefit man. Because man, if I can actually hop into some of his strengths, think about what he was, well, think about what the country was going through. They were trying to pull away from Great Britain that was literally like killing them, right? They were killing them at the time and they had to pull away from them because because they just they just had to and so all the people were all of such unrest and he came in as a president for peace right for peace for the people now this is a such a huge dream and such a huge challenge but how can somebody come in and create so much change well to create so much change in a world right it actually takes it actually takes us being present and being able to overlook and see that the drama, the theater, the ratchetness that everyone else is going through, this ah, oh, this crazy, like this crazy stress that everyone else is going through, if you can pull away from it and you can get above it and you can elevate just a just a hair, like people like Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin. Gandhi. If you can, if you can elevate just a little hair, then you may be able to start recognizing it as not being something that you're going through. That's like this, this painful, like ah, the world is out to get me. Ah, you might stop thinking about it, about it like that, and you might start looking at it like, oh wow, this is something that 
deserves to be solved. This is something that has a solution, and I see the solution. I can see the solution because I'm ever so gently not pulled into the stress and strain of it. Right when we get in the stress of strain of something, our mind becomes clouded by it. Right, be, right, right. If you're hungry and you get, and then all of a sudden you get in the stress and strain of that, your mind becomes clouded about it. You can't think about anything else. If you start desiring sex too much, right? If you start desiring like some sort of substance to get you through the day and you desire it so much and you start thinking too much about it, you start feeling stress about it, you're not going to be able to get it off your head till you do it, right? And that type of stuff, that type of stuff is just extra added stress. So looking at all the different areas of stress in our life and where they, where they cause us to hold us back is, is very, 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 very important. Now, I started to, for, for, for my whole life, stress has been a physical ailment, okay? Every single time when I was a kid and, and, and up until adulthood now, I still, I still struggle with this, right? When I get really stressed, I start to develop cold sores. I have the herpes on my lips. And it is completely debilitating. It's been going on since I was a kid. And when it happened when I was a kid, I would get very, I would get, I would get so detached from reality that I thought that I was a walking cold sore. That's what I felt like. I felt like I would walk into the, to the mall and everybody would see nothing but my cold sore. That's what I felt like. And it might've been just a little thing, but it feels like it's so big. I would get so weighed down by the stress of it that then it would perpetuate more of the symptom. The cold sores have been my eternal symptom of stress. Cold sores, and asthma, asthma and breathing as a child was it was a was a sense of stress. Now, the way that I'm starting to recognize as an adult, though, I, I, I look back on those days and I, I look back on the days now when I have those situations. So I do actually still have asthmatic type attacks when I'm training for my Ironman stuff. Occasionally, I will get so strained and so stressed that that I'll lose focus and my 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 breathing gets arrhythmic right it starts breaking down in all sorts of ways and i'll start to have a panic attack and then i'll start to fall into an asthmatic attack right and if if i can pull myself back just ever so gently then i can maintain my pace without slipping into that attack so as i started to notice that that was going on i started to look into my actual other areas of my life and i was saying is there any way is there any areas where i can hold back a little bit and i can actually divert the expression of the symptoms that are called that that cause things like the herpes that cause things like the panic attacks and asthmatic attacks. Is there any way that I can hold back? And here, here over the past few years, I've been practicing this and I, I began to notice it through, through just mindful living, right? I got so tired of those cold sores that I just go, you know what? Every time that I'm, that I'm starting to get stressed, I'm then, I'm just going to hold back. That means I take a rest day, right? I take a rest day, but it's not really a rest day. I still work and stuff. But instead of drinking a lot of coffee and pressing forwards, I, I instead I, I drink tea all day. I kind of slow back and I hold myself back. And I am not joking. I have basically solved my outbreak of herpes. 
because when I start to recognize that I need to hold back, I just gently hold back and I found the solution to my physical ailment. Y'all, if that is the case, if that's the case, if I found a solution to my physical ailment, that is also the case with culture, community, society. If we can gently hold back, we can then see the errors. We can then see where we are falling short and what we can do to prevent it. We can we can then see ourselves for who we are in the situation. We can then see ourselves without the symptoms, right? We can then see our gifts above the the very expression of the 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 nasty noise and the drama that's going on in the world. So, and in your in, and in my my own personal life. So there were many many sorts of ways I started to recognize that I have symptoms of a life of too much stress and too much pushing forward and too much always like trying to be so assertive and always trying to push myself, not being able to hold back. I am historically very very bad at holding back. You tell me that there's going to be a a party in the evening and I'm going to start partying at by at by at least noon, right? I want to clock out of work and I want to party. I'm going to a Tool concert on Friday and I clocked out like 2 days ago for that show, right? I'm getting a lot better at it. I'm getting a lot better at holding back because I practice it in other ways. So, although I've clocked out somewhat, I'm still able to stay present because I'm practicing this. I'm becoming a better man every single day. Now, I've been practicing holding back in these various ways where I've been extremely weighed down. So finances was one of those ways. Finances was one of those ways. Excuse me. Finances was one of those ways. Mental health. Mental health Mental health was one of those ways that I was holding myself back by adding too much stress, by adding too much strain, by not being able to hold myself back. I was holding myself back in mental health. Business and leadership, making friends, relationships, communication, and then finally sex and relationships. These th- these four different areas of my life, which it seems to really... Um, kind of take on the whole gamut of what life is, right? It really, the, all of these areas really deserved a lot of, a lot of focus because they were all completely out of whack. Financially, six years ago, I was living on a, a, a concrete floor with a mattress pad, right? I had a, I had a hot plate where I was cooking ramen noodles and rice and beans, and I had to fill up my water out of a shower. Okay. That was six, six, almost seven years ago now, right? Finances was just in shatters. Mental health wise, six years ago, suicidal, suicidal and addict and, and in and out of like addiction spirals, business and leadership. There just was none. There was none. So of course that was absolutely in shambles. I had none of that. And then sex and relationships, sex and relationships was, ah, just, it was all over the place, right? There was no focus. There was no understanding. There was, there was, there was, there was no enjoyment. There was no satisfaction in it either. There was, there was never enough 
and there was always not enough, right? It was, and and there was there was there was always being pulled and tugged by it, being I need a relationship, I need to have sex, I need to get off, I need this. If I don't, I'm not going to be able to go about my day. Ah, if I don't come, I'm not going to be. I'm going to be more stressed during my day. If I if I don't get off, then our relationship is not going to be as good. If I don't get her off, then our relationship's not going to be as good. If we don't, if we're not do do doing right, if we're not do do doing, hold back, hold back. There's some magic, everyone. Hold back. There's some magic in finances. I will have to say that the obvious is very obvious. Hold back a little bit in finances, like just a fucking hair. Just hold back just a little bit and watch how much you save money. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable if I just hold back a little bit, like literally, instead of being on my phone shopping, I'll go, okay, I want to get that. So I'm going to hold back and I'm going to wait till I get to my computer and then I'm going to shop there where I'm going to be able to read more information. That holding back process right there saves myself tons of money, thousands of dollars, probably thousands of dollars. I am not, I've never had that issue because I'm a holder backer as it pertains to shopping, as it pertains to being online, as it, as it pertains to that instant buy syndrome, just hold back gently, set up a system, set up a system where you hold back right another system to hold back is 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 the idea of like delaying the shipments so to stop stop being so you know instant gratification delay the shipments one or two days don't do the overnight express give yourself this challenge trust me it's so much fun because you start to recognize that you get to ride something different now you get to ride a new type of excitement. You get to ride this new type of tantalizing excitement that's much more stimulating than even getting the gift. The wait, just like a day or two, is why Christmas is so cool. Like we get to sit and we get to look at those trees with gifts under them, and we get to sit and we get to think about them and just want them so bad. And the wanting is actually, the wanting is really probably the best part, right? Once we get them, they just kind of become another thing. So in inside of all this want and desire and finances, guys, just hold back ever so gently. Just hold back. So something that happened to me just recently, okay? I had paid off my car, and it had taken me three years to pay off my, my new hybrid from Toyota. It was a Vinza, a wonderful, wonderful vehicle. I absolutely loved the idea of being in a hybrid, and I loved that vehicle. But as I... As I, I, I just, I needed to get a truck at that point. I needed to get a truck and I decided that I was going to go and get myself a really nice truck. Okay. So I started shopping along and I almost ended up falling into a, a new $100,000 truck where I would have been paying off another vehicle. And then I sat there and, and I, I pulled back and I held myself back, right? Because I knew I was, I was going through this over the past six months kind of, of really just trying to find a way, any way that I can find a way to hold back. Even if that's holding back in a conversation and just listening just for a minute longer. 
even if it's just holding back for 10 seconds during a conversation before I start talking to make sure somebody else is finished. And those who know me know that I'm a talker. They know that when I'm at a conversation, I'm talk, talk, talking, and right when you get done, I've got something to say. That's not the way I want to be. I don't want to be that way. And so I'm starting to try to find a way to hold back, just hold back 10 more seconds, see if somebody else has something to say, and then and then drive it forward. So I, I recognized what I was doing at this car dealership, right? I was about to get a new truck and I was and I needed to hold back. So I left and I held back and then I started to recognize what was really going on inside of my heart. I talked to my girlfriend, Anna, and I was like, I really want to get a truck and and but it it's something just seemed wrong. Something seems wrong about me getting out of this brand new, you know, high, beautiful hybrid that I absolutely love into just a brand new, beautiful truck. It was like, I, what did I really want? I didn't even know what I really wanted. I was just going what after what they told me I wanted a new truck. They didn't, I didn't want a new truck. What I wanted deep inside after I did some meditation and some time, I actually wanted to simplify. I wanted to dub down. I wanted to get out of all that. Like this, this car, this hybrid, it steered, it steered for me. It would not let me switch lanes if I wanted to right? It knew every single music state. It had every, it had everything in it. It had ever all the touch screens. And I would, I would get off of my phone, y'all. I would get off of my phone and I would leave my phone at home so that I could detach from my phone for a couple hours. I would go down to drive and I would be right with my phone again in my car. I had to detach. That's what I wanted. If I got in a new truck within three more months, I would have been miserable again, wanting just the next thing. I would have been empty inside being like, oh, what's the next thing? And then I would just put myself back into another loan. That's exactly what they want us to do. The car dealership, right? And if I ever own a car dealership, I'm going to do the same thing. It's exactly what they, and it's exactly what we should want to do, right? We want, we want to help people to fulfill their desires. And so that's where we are. We're in that situation, right? And I'm, so I'm like, man, so what do, what do I need? What do I actually, what's going to satisfy me? And I recognize that I wanted a truck with no electronics. I wanted a truck that was completely simple. And after I recognize and I connected with that, I go, man, I'm I'm going to save a whole bunch of money. I ended up getting a $10,000 truck that works perfectly fine. It works wonderfully. And it's a Toyota Tacoma. And I am happier with this purchase than I've ever been with a vehicle purchase in my life. Now, I recognize this doesn't have some of the wonderful features that are comfort and luxury and safety. So I get to drive a little bit slower. And what happens is I hold back. So this whole thing, this whole thing that started like six months ago of this holding back in my conversations and, and, and injecting my opinions into everything, this holding back has now started to reward me in other ways because now when I'm in traffic and anybody who knows me and drives with me knows that I, I always, I always, I'm like three car lengths back from people and I like to go slower than faster unless it's an open road, then give it to me, baby. I'm going 120 if I can, right? But I like to be slow 
That's why I got a Harley Davidson and not a crotch rocket. I like to just be cruising. I like to be calm because when I'm there, I can be creative, right? When I'm there, I can be in my headspace. So by holding back financially, I then get a more deeper spiritual reward from the item that I ended up getting for myself, that I ended up trading in. Not only that, I actually made money back from the car that I traded back in. <laughs> it worked out so lovely. Instead of the car dealership winning, I won. And that's what can happen when we hold back. When we hold back, instead of the situation winning, we get to win almost every single time, y'all. So mental health-wise, mental health-wise, I am so quick to just be hard on myself, to be bad on myself, to be mean on myself. And if I just hold back just a little bit, if I just hold back just a hair, if instead of yelling at myself being like, Mark, you have a, you, you have a horrible body or Mark, you were, your hair's falling out. Mark, Mark, you, you're just, you're, you're developing a double chin, you know, any of these types of things, right? If I just hold those back just a little bit then my head has room to see me for who I actually am. If I hold back the thought just a little bit, then I'm able to get a glimpse in the mirror and see who I actually am and see the beautiful man who I have become because I've held back and because I've pushed forward in the right ways. In business and leadership, this has been huge, and I learned about this concept through the Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. He talks about instead of injecting your opinion, instead of your opinion always being the first, why don't you just listen to other people? Why don't you value their opinions? Why don't you take them and recognize them as this true, beautiful miracle in life and then hear what they have to say and then love them for it? And that's it, y'all. That's it. You can have, you're able to, in, in, in his philosophy, you're able to have your position, you're able to have your opinions, and in his philosophy also, if you continue that way, your opinion will likely end up on top if it's the right one, right? If, it's the, if it is, in fact, the right one. And so it just works. This is the way that I think that it should work. It's, it's like flow. It's like flow in life and business and leadership. And when I do that, not only do, do people like to be a around me more, right? But I learn stuff that helps me to put that back into my business and back into my leadership. I learn from the people who I'm trying to lead. I learn from my coworkers and I'm able to put it back in. I'm able to learn from the clients who are buying my products and I'm able to then put it back in what exactly what they need. Y'all, it's, it's, I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it to hold back what you think has to be done right now, right now, right now. If you hold back just a little bit, entertain and just, and, and truly deeply respect others' opinions and where they're coming from, get to know where they're coming from, then I can guarantee that's going to play out tenfold in your business, going to play out tenfold in leadership and relationships. Now, as it pertains to my favorite topic, sex. 
I love sex. I think it's so awesome. I've been so wrapped up in sex since I was a little kid. I think it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, and it's such a disgusting thing at the same time, right? It's so disgusting. It's so dirty. It's so much fun though. It's so much fun because it's like a dance, right? It's like a dance where we get to really just really connect with somebody else. And I don't know, I don't know. Maybe the reason why I like it so much is because I feel kind of lonely in this planet. I feel kind of lonely in this body. And so I feel like when I'm with someone else, I feel like I'm more complete or something. You know, I don't know. I don't know if y'all feel that way either. It also just feels really good to begin with. It's like getting high, right? It's like a dopamine kick. Now, when we recognize that it's like that too, then there's an ultimate real big reason to hold back because it could just become another addiction, right? And if I am that type of person where, you know, I, that's that's why, that's that's big reason why I was a drug addict was because why hold back? I never had a hold back like uh, a filter on side of me. Right. So, so what about ways in a relationship? Does it work to hold back? Well, well, men, if you, if you hold back in relationships, your, your partner is going to be much more stimulated, is going to enjoy your touch much more, right? If you're just trying to, to move and get what you want, then it's pretty easy just to move, get what you want. Maybe that's a cum shot and then go, right? But if you, if you move, if you hold back from what you're, what you're out there for, just out there, you know, just grinding for it. You know, I see so many men like that in these conversations with girls. They get, they get so nervous because all they're doing is thinking about sex. And, they're, and I'm just like, just hold back a little bit. Just hold back a little bit and treat this woman like you would in your business and leadership, treat this woman for her opinions and her knowledge and her, and her beautiful, just grace, just sheer grace and miraculous movement of the feminine can be enough to completely consume everything and completely make you forget about your selfish little cum shot desires, right? Just get involved with the divine feminine and just hold yourself back a little bit and watch the miracle happen in your relationship. I am not joking. I've learned it over the past few months and it has transformed both my sex life, but also my enjoyment level in other things that otherwise were not so enjoyable in relationships, right? So I didn't like doing things like going to the mall or something and watching a girl try on stuff. I don't even like trying on stuff my, myself. But now when I go and I watch Anna try on stuff, I am in near tears at just the sheer fact that she is a miracle, because I hold back just a little bit. I hold back in the theater of life and I look at it. I look out and I go, wow, I am so fucking grateful to be on this journey. It may not be perfect. It may not be perfect in so many ways, but y'all six years ago, I was at the edge of a knife. I was at the, I was about to fall off of a bridge and I almost shot myself three different times in a week. And now I'm here looking out. And I am just in awe that all this gets to happen in front of my eyes. And if I stay there, if I stay there, nothing else needs to happen. And everything 
is restored within me. Everything is restored within me. I come out of this situation so much more powerful, so much more strong, so much more ready to take on the world because now I've restored all of my energy inside. None of my stress was there. If you haven't gotten there, get there. This is Seeds of Change podcast. I am your host, Mark Turnipseed. Much love, everyone.